You're listening to the Date Smarter, Sexier podcast with dating and relationship coach, Andrea LaRosa, and my co-host and producer, Kanan John Dewey. Today, we are going to dive into success and love, not the success of love, Mm -hmm. but being successful and finding love because I know for women how it works. Very successful CEO, um, presidents, uh, vice presidents, women who really can move up the corporate ladder, entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. whatever, um, struggle in their relationships. If they weren't already in the relationship prior to moving up that corporate ladder, mm-hmm then they run into the problem of men being intimidated mm-hmm. by that success. Yeah. You know, I hear it all the time. If I go on a date with someone and I say, I simply tell them I'm an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. I definitely don't need anyone knowing what the fuck I do, <laughs> but there's intimidation. They freak mm-hmm. out. And I try to explain to them, look, dude, it's not that big of a deal. I'm successful in business, but it doesn't necessarily mean I'm successful in my own personal life. Yeah. And I can be very feminine in my personal life, even though Mm -hmm. you need to be very masculine for business. So I wonder, is it the same for men? I think it it really comes down to... (laughs) Uh, Okay, so coming from the gay point of view, I would say... Not necessarily because of the two, I guess, alpha personalities that are in our relationship. Like my relationship with my husband now, um, we are in two totally different industries. So we look at like success totally different, whereas I see success one way, he is finding it in other ways. So we kind of complement each other. And a lot of times we don't really compete. So my question back to you, since you asked me about men is, do you find that sometimes men compete with women? Because I feel that in our relationships, like some of my relationships, there were times where I would compete with the other guy, but then there are some relationships where we complimented each other. But I noticed that men naturally are very competitive. Even when I watch like these reality shows or these dating shows and there's a competition, the guy automatically switches on the girl that he's supposed to be with and becomes very competitive for her. He's, oh, I could do better than you. I can like lift harder than you. I can like go faster and all. And I'm just like, okay, interesting. So I always wonder because of the competitive nature of men, is that why they feel the way they feel when a woman is more successful? Do they feel inferior? Do they feel like they don't have as much to bring to the table? I see Mm. that as a strong possibility. I think you nailed it. Yes. Really? I absolutely, yeah. I really do think a lot of it is, this is two, it's two part. And I I know Mm. we've talked about this in other episodes, but I kind of want to go even further into it this time. So it's a two part issue, right? It's, um, there's that competitiveness of I'm supposed to be the breadwinner. I'm supposed to be the one to provide for our family or for Mm -hmm. you. And so if she is able to be extremely successful on her own um, and potentially has the opportunity or is already at that point where she's making more money than he is, 
then he struggles. And again, these are generalizations. Not everyone is going to fall into this, but there are definitely a lot of men out there that fall into this where they're very intimidated by the amount of money their significant other is bringing home. It's very Mm -hmm. competitive. Now, the second part to that Mm -hmm. is the fact that men tend to want to fix problems. They Mm -hmm. want to not necessarily fix the woman that they're with. There's nothing wrong with her, but he needs to be needed. And he's so used to providing financially for the women in his life, Mm -hmm. a house, the things that she needs in life, a car, whatever it is, right? Yes. If he doesn't have the ability to fulfill that need, then he ends up thinking, well, what the fuck am I good for? Yes. She doesn't need me, yes. but she wants you. And yes. shouldn't that be enough? It shouldn't. It actually, it should. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say it, sh- it should be enough, but I wanted to read you these interesting statistics. I don't know how true these are, but I, I read them like over the week and I had like uh, bookmarked it. Some interesting numbers. Uh, I don't know if these are totally current, but they're interesting. <clears throat> 76% of suicides are men. 97% of workplace Workplace deaths are men. 40% of domestic violence victims are men. 70% of homeless population population are men. Suicide is the biggest killer of men under 35. I think what those numbers say sometimes is that men do have this pressure to succeed, do have this pressure to provide. And there really is Mm -hmm. no room for a man that doesn't have a a good job or a man that is not successful or is an alpha. I mean, you hear it in a lot of places. If you're not doing all these things, if you're not this kind of man, what's wrong with you? Even with our last president, that was basically the underlying message to all men, you know? So it's, it's something that is very, I feel like it's ingrained within our culture. And because of that, men feel like they have this pressure to do that. Now, I think there are successful relationships where women are the breadwinner. Absolutely. Where they are, you know, so I grew up in a household where even though my dad was a cop, he had the more quote unquote masculine job. My mother was very much the leader of the household. She made most of the decisions. She was, she technically had the alpha energy within the household. She was an entrepreneur. She went off and did things on her own. So I think sometimes there has to be like a complementing energy or chemistry that happens because, mm. you know, it's possible, I think, to have these relationships, but it has to be with a man that is not intimidated by a strong woman. I completely agree. Question for you, though, with your parents, because your dad was a cop and he was naturally already out protecting people in a different mm-hmm. way, but yeah. he was protecting people. Do you think that fulfilled his need to be the protector? I think so. I think so. I think for some men who take on certain types of jobs, it kind of helps with their ego, with the the feelings that they may have, or they may be dealing with, with the society, societal pressures. So maybe their jobs do fulfill that and they're able to have relationships with, I do see like Italian uh, couples or some Asian couples where the men do have these kind of jobs and the women are very strong at home. So I do think that plays into it. But in the business world, that's a little different. 
or even Absolutely. in the fashion industry or even in the creative arts, you're not really seen as a macho man to start with for pursuing these businesses or these industries. So when you do become successful and when women start to go up the ladders in those industries, men start to say, okay, I'm a straight man in this industry. I'm not necessarily blue collar, but me being in power in this business um, setting, I feel like a man. And now I'm competing with other women in an industry where really it comes down to your smarts and your skills. It has nothing to do with physical ability. It has nothing to do with um, endurance or any of like the military and other industries. It relies on that. So when we talk about success and love, I think that's where the issue is. I mean, look at the film industry. You and I have both been rooted pretty deeply into the film industry. You more mm-hmm. so now than I am, but it's definitely competitive. It's not just women with women and men with men. It's men and women against each other that it's competitive. Mm-hmm. And within relationships, we've seen it. I mean, I know I've seen it firsthand and we've seen it in general with people in the arts industry where they have a really hard time if they are in a straight relationship that their female counterpart is more successful, has more fame. Yeah. Then it becomes, well, what am I doing? Exactly. What am I contributing to this relationship? Exactly. And money and power is a huge factor in a in, in the value that a lot of men feel that they have in this world, and mm-hmm. a, a lot of us rely on that. If we don't have, you know, excess excess cash, we feel like, oh, am I really a man? Or if I don't have enough power in my job, um, I'm not really a leader. I'm just a sheep. So there's like this mind fuck that does happen for a lot of men, especially men of color, where a lot of emphasis is put on in some some demographics where a lot of emphasis is put on the male figurehead of the household. Mm -hmm. So I think because of all of that, it really doesn't leave room sometimes for the successful woman. I mean, we don't get into it, but even in some demographics where it comes to religion and beliefs and whatnot, the women is always here and a man is always here. And I think that is to help with the ego. I don't know. To help keep things in place. I don't know. But as long as it's like this in society for men and women, and it's not like this, I feel like men will always have these feelings of, I need to feel superior to the woman because this is all I have. And right. it's, I don't know. Well, it's, it's, yeah. It's not quite equal yet. Anyways, if you really think about the workforce, men mm-hmm. still make more Mm-hmm. than women do in the exact same industries, same field, right? Mm-hmm. Same positions. Men still make more than women. And I'm not trying to make this into, you know, that kind of conversation, of but to just be mindful of the fact that when you are working on, you know, having that drive or that ambition for whether or not you own your own business or you're just working in the corporate world or whatever industry you're in, you know, it should not be a competition with you and your significant other, you and your partner, right? Mm -hmm. That the reason why I like to use the word partner all the time is because it needs to be a partnership, not just an intimate one, but it needs to be 
a partnership in support, in respect. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard to know what your place is. Now, I know a lot of women struggle with they go to work, they come home, and it's hard to kind of shed that masculine energy yeah. and tap back into that feminine energy. And so they're bringing that masculine energy to the relationship. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there's a lot of men listening to us right now mm-hmm. thinking, come on, I've dated women who are like that. They're really difficult. So, you know, I understand, but, you know, at the end of the day, you know, when you look at relationships and I'm not talking about dating because I have been on so many dates that where men have specifically said, you know, I'm okay with you being successful. I'm okay with you being an entrepreneur. I'm okay if you make more money. No one knows how much I make, but they, you know, they're constantly trying to reassure me that, you know, I find you intriguing and I'm really attracted to you and I want to see where this goes. Mm-hmm. But the second we get into an actual relationship and we mm-hmm. hit that relationship mark, now all of a sudden he ends up pulling these. I don't know what I'm contributing. I don't know what to do with you. I don't know how to handle this situation because, you know, you don't actually need me and I, I can't compete with you. Uh, why do they feel the need to compete? And at the same time, why do you have to dumb down yourself or like dim your light to accommodate them in a relationship? That seems completely unfair. Mm, I agree. Yeah. So our guest today mm-hmm. is a friend of mine that I know here locally. Um, and I thought, you know, he is a very successful lawyer in the area and he is still dating. So mm-hmm. ladies, if you're listening and you <laughs> live in the San Luis Obispo area, county at all, or even close <laughs> and want to travel, um, he is quite the catch. Um, single lawyer, um, very outgoing personality and just a really fun person to be around. No red flags for this guy. But I thought, you know what? Let's bring him on to help him, like for him to help us to explain the male perspective and the male side of being successful and struggling to date. Because we hear a lot of times the female side. And if anyone follows me in particular on social media, you know, I'm always complaining about it. (laughs) (laughs) And if you're friends with me, then you hear me complain about it all the time. But I thought it would be great to get a male perspective. So I think we're going to go ahead and bring Bill in. And we can kind of start asking him some questions and what he thinks about this whole successful relationship situation. Hey, Bill, how's it going? I'm well, thanks. How are you? Well, I'm great. Oh, I love your background. This is awesome. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Swordfish. Are, Are you into fishing? I am an avid deep sea fisherman. Mm, you like to fish for? Oh, I um, I go deep sea fishing. So right now I'm really into bluefin. I caught a 265 pounder uh, this year. Mm-hmm. 
And I've actually chartered a boat out of San Diego on September 16th with me and 19 of my closest friends. That's actually, go catch big bluefin. That's awesome. I have some friends that are always into catching tuna and they get real lucky sometimes. I'm always like, wow, that's awesome. Mm, that makes me hungry. Yeah. Bill, let me ask you this now that we're yes. on the fishing conversation. <laughs> I'm just curious. <laughs> Do you expect the woman that you're dating to go on a fishing trip with you? No, I, I don't. If they do, great. But actually, it's kind of fun guy time. Ladies, did you hear that? I told you he was a catch and no pun intended, but there it is. <laughs> I mean, there is a lot of pressure. It seems that women feel that they have to entertain like the the hobbies of the men that they're dating. Like how important is it actually to you, Bill? Oh, you know what? I, I've got a lot of great fishing buddies and uh, we go fishing all the time and it's kind of guy bonding time. So, yeah. I mean, I'm almost, I'm happier if she does it. If she wants to fish, I'll take her fish. Do you ever feel like it changes the vibe of the guy time that you're having when you have the different energy around? It does. We have to behave ourselves and not tell dirty jokes. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, what a bummer. I mean, honestly, men and women, when they're in a relationship, they do not have the have to have the exact same hobbies and interests. You have to have some, right? You have to be able to do something together, but you don't have to share everything together. And I feel like a lot of people are kind of really hung up on this, like, idea of we have to have all the same shared interests. No, you don't. Just a couple. Yeah. yeah. I, I think there's a yin and a yang to it. And that time that I have apart makes the time together that much sweeter. And we have something to talk about and I can share with her and that she can share with me some of her separate activities as well. I agree. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I value my time alone, that's for sure. Do you ever feel like your career and whatnot ever intimidates the women that you're with? Yeah, matter of fact, on my profile, I've been really hesitant to tell people I'm an attorney. Mm -hmm. And now that I've created some corporations, I'm really hesitant to tell people that I'm a CEO. Because mm. yeah. I think it can be off-putting. Um, having a Juris Doctor, I, I hate telling people that I have a doctorate because it's like, mm, maybe that's a little intimidating. So sometimes I downplay that. Even on like dates where it's usually people say, oh, the man is usually throwing those things out. Like, oh, I have this, I have that. I, I, I've studied here, I've been there. Like we see that in like a lot of media sometimes portrayed for a lot of men. So you see, you feel that it may put some women off in certain situations? Yeah, I think it kind of makes me unapproachable sometimes. Mm. Um, and, and so I, I don't, there's some, some great women that I, I think might be intimidated by that. And I don't want to intimidate people that might be a great match. Um, because I have a lot in common with a lot of different people. You don't have to have a PhD or a master's degree to mm -hmm. go out on a date with me. Which just made me realize we never even really considered asking you, and this wasn't even on our list of things to ask you, but what is your type? 
That's a great question. Um, <laughs> I like a woman who is fun-loving that um, just enjoys our time together. I, um, I have enough serious stuff in my day. I want to have fun with a person. I want to enjoy things. I love to have adventures. I love to travel. I love to find great dining places. I love adventures in my backyard. I love to go play on the beach and hike a trail and go try something new. I want to go skydiving. I want to do fun and adventurous things. And if we can share that, um, share a great meal, share a great bottle of wine, that's an amazing so do you feel that you, do you feel ever feel that you're high maintenance ever? Like some people consider successful people high maintenance, like, oh, he needs this. He needs that. I have to do this. I have to, I have to look this way. I have to look that way. <laughs> and maybe that's why they feel intimidated sometimes because they feel like they have to have, they're going to have to have a laundry list of things that they have to be able to check off. Like, do you ever feel that you do have a high standard when it does come to dating? Yeah, I do. <laughs> In a word. <laughs> I, I, I do have a high standard, but I'm not going to superimpose my will. I mean, you love a person for who they are and what they are in the moment. Yeah. So I want people to be comfortable. I want them to be relaxed. I want them to feel like they can show me their heart and who they are. Mm-hmm. Because I want to show who I am. Yeah. Life's too short to just waste time BSing one another. And I want to be real. Um, And I I wouldn't say I'm high maintenance, but I, my staff would disagree with me. Yeah. (laughs) But that's (laughs) I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, yeah, you have to have a, you know, eye for details and attention. So that's kind of important there. But it's different between a romantic relationship and a work relationship. And, um, those are separate things. I keep my work life separate from my romantic life. I keep my personal life separate from my business life because those are two different parts of me. Just like I love to go fishing, but I love to dress up and take a woman to a fine dining establishment, open doors for her, you know, make her feel special, pick out a bottle of wine that I think she'll really enjoy. Those are the kind of special touches that bring fulfillment to my soul and, and happiness to both of us. Because when I focus on her and pleasing her, it pleases me. Do you ever, this is, I don't, you can answer this or not. Is the woman's job or, or, or how much she's making, is that important to you? Because, you know, there's movies out there where, you know, it gives people the idea of, oh, you can be down on your luck and you find some rich guy. He's going to change your life like Pretty Woman starring Julia Roberts. And some people actually go out of their way to find that kind of story for themselves. So that being said, A, is it important that she at least has a job that shows you that she has some drive? And B... When do you share that part of your life with her and start spoiling her without it becoming like, let's be honest, a gold digger situation or no one wants to get used, not even a successful person. So, Well, 
That's a great question. And, and so let me pull it apart just a little bit. First of all, yeah, you've got to be something in that you got to want something. You got to want to achieve. You want to create. You got to have your thing and you got to have that kind of figured out. You know, happiness is an inside job. I make me happy. If I can add to someone's happiness, awesome. But if you're not happy, I don't really want to be with you. So I look for happy people that love what they're doing, that have passion that um, just enjoy what they're doing. And I don't care whether you're a volunteer Mm -hmm. or you've got a job or you're a student Mm -hmm. or you're an artist that's just 100% wrapped up in the art that you create, but be passionate about it. Love what you do. Love what you bring to the table and, and, and want to create that beauty in your life. That's something someone has to do for themselves. I can't do that for them. Mm -hmm. I'm not even going to think about trying. I'm not going to fix anybody. I can't. That's not my specialty. Yeah, life is too short to be fixing people. (laughs) (laughs) Well, women don't want to be fixed. So (laughs) there's also that. (laughs) I mean, just in general, women, men, you know, no one wants to waste time. Because I think when we get into these People who try to fix people or like to be fixed or whatever, they just end up going from relationship to relationship to relationship. And I totally agree that you have to have something that you're passionate about. Otherwise, you will get lost. Right. And I love it to share someone's passion and see the passion on their face because it's like, wow, that's that's a neat thing. And if I can see that and see the world through their eyes, it's it's really special. And I love sharing my passion for what I do with someone that I really care about. Do you think that some of the pressures from your job interfere at all with your dating? You know, you're very committed to your career and you give a lot of time to it. That is true. I think there's a yin and a yang to that. So my passion right now is running a phenomenal business and doing jury trials. And so jury trials are probably the biggest sap to any relationship because I am 100% committed to do the best I possibly can when I'm in jury trial mode. And so I'm eating, breathing, sleeping. I'm probably ignoring your texts. I'm probably not taking phone calls. I'm not scheduling any dates. And so this is time that I've got to focus on being in jury trial. But on the other hand, I have a phenomenal staff. And so when I'm not in jury trial mode, I have time to do special things. Mm -hmm. I can arrange special dates. I'm a wonderful planner. I can have great trips and great adventures. Mm -hmm. And I can just blow her mind with the level of detail and subtlety. And I listen really well so I can kind of find out what she loves and give her that. So it's the yin and the yang, and it's a give and take. You're a planner. Did you watch my video the other day? I <laughs> <laughs> literally was yelling at men in general to please freaking plan a damn date. Stop texting women the day of and being like, hey, you busy tonight? Yes, I'm busy. Whether I am or I'm not, I'm busy, according to you. 
Yes. I appreciate the fact that you plan. It's, it's gotta be quite a challenge to balance a career that requires your attention like that with a relationship, especially a new relationship where, and it isn't, it is men and women. This is just people in general. When we are first exploring a relationship, we want all of the attention We want to know that it's going somewhere. There's so many questions we have in the beginning. And it is so important for people to learn how to communicate those concerns and those questions. And for her to be able to simply ask you, you know, where you're at and for you to simply be able to state to her, you know, hey, I have jury trial coming up. I'm going to probably appear to be a little MIA, but I will get back to you as soon as I possibly can. This is what my schedule looks like. I am definitely not ignoring you. So it's just a matter of being able to communicate that. I I agree. Communication is key. And I I really learned that um, because I'm in the courtroom a lot and I love being in the courtroom. But I also have to plan because I I now have four attorneys um, on staff and we live and die by the calendar. But I'm really good at scheduling time off. I'm really good at scheduling vacation time. And so um, I I can clearly communicate to someone. It's like, hey, I've got a jury trial. It's a two-week jury trial. It's coming up uh, the last two weeks of October. I'm probably not going to be available um, the prep time going in. But once I'm done, I usually celebrate and like mark myself out for it. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, that being said, what are, what is some of your, your favorite first dates? Like, let's say you have a date on that week off after a very long stressful weekend. You have it lined up on a Tuesday night, six o'clock. Where are you taking this special person? That's a great question. I um, I love finding a, a great little boutique winery. Okay. Um, I love getting in the convertible and dropping the top and driving through the countryside and you know just just enjoying the moment and the beautiful central coast we live on is just the perfect place to to drive a convertible. Um, Usually after a little wine tasting would be a great opportunity to, to find a, a little eatery that she's always been wanting to try. Mm-hmm. And hopefully I've been listening and find maybe what she likes, whether that's, you know, a great bottle of wine and pair that with a great dinner. There's a great little uh, sommelier's kitchen up here that, that does a phenomenal job of having great food and great wine and, and great conversation flows when you have those two elements. Can we assume that it's important for this woman to enjoy the finer things of life with you? I was thinking the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) And and with that said, how is it hard or easy for you to trust? Like what, what do you feel is the emotions that you initially go through when you are first dating someone to be able to trust enough to share more of your world with her? Hmm. That's, that's a good question. Um, I think, you know, the first date, you kind of get an impression and, and um, you, 
I, I think it takes a few dates before that happens. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate people that aren't guarded, that are just open. Mm-hmm. I try to be an open book and that anyone can read me. And I, I don't want to hide who I am or what I am. Yeah. Sometimes I want to be a better man, but I, I don't want to hide that from you. I want everything to be in the open. And similarly, I'm hoping that she's open and that I can see what she loves, the people that she loves, the, the hobbies that she loves. And, and when I see that light in her eyes, it just brings a smile to my face because she's enjoying that. And that's a special woman enjoying a special thing. And if she shares with me her joy in doing it, it brightens my day. With that being said, you know, you're a pretty extroverted guy um, and you're very social. And you did mention that you give it a few dates, which I appreciate because there, you know, are a lot of people out there that are a little bit more introverted. And so on the first date, they're very shy and they're very reserved. Um, or they have word vomit, which is the worst possible fucking thing that can happen to you on a first date. But it happens to all of us, okay? Sometimes people get nervous. But with that said, you know, what is it like for you? What's your temperament around women who are a little bit more shy, a little bit more introverted. Do you need to be with a woman who is extroverted or assertive? Um, no. <laughs> I can be a one-man band. So. <laughs> I kind of enjoy hearing myself talk. So... <laughs> Hmm. Is this something we need to work on, Bill? (laughs) Um, No, but I I like to get out of them. Um, Reserve is fine. Um, But I need to see who a person is. And I know that some people take a little while to warm up. And um, I've dated people that are extroverts and I've dated people that are introverts. And I don't think that's the key to clicking or not clicking. I think it's more passion in someone's life, um, a a lifestyle, uh, an ability to um, enjoy today and plan for tomorrow and have that optimism and that desire to just keep making life better and making someone else's life better. That sounds pretty, pretty awesome. Sounds like you've got a pretty good plan. Do you feel that you could date some, a woman that's more successful than you? I think I could. I, I think that would be, that would be interesting. I, um, I was chatting with a gal who was more successful than me and never got it to the first date, but mm-hmm. uh, the imaginations that I had in my mind were, were pretty cool. Can I ask why you didn't get to the first date? I don't know. She she shut off the chat. And 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 maybe it was a con. I don't know. But it's like, why would she present a certain way? Uh-huh. And then, you know, just I, I, I don't know. I, there was a lot that we had in common. And uh-huh. I liked what she had to say. And she was kind of digging what I had to say. And, uh-huh. Um 
Do you think you would be competitive with her or do you think it would be more like a joining of forces? Like, how would you picture it? That That's a good question. And I, I've had that dynamic. It's uh-huh. like, oh, there was someone I really liked and they yeah. were very successful. And we, I did see that we were being a little competitive with one another and, and mm-hmm. it wasn't a match. And so yeah. we moved on and, um, yeah. I realize that in many ways I'm uh, very unique. And, and so you, unique people are great, but that is um, a dynamic that I, I will work to avoid. Would you, I mean, you can answer this or not. Would you prefer a more submissive partner? Because sometimes in our work life, we're more alpha, I guess you would say. We're more extroverted. We, we take more leadership roles. And at home, we're different. Or if in our work life, we're more of a, a pleaser or submissive, at home, we tend to want to take control. So since you're, I, I'm picturing that you're a leader in your industry and what you do, would it be better, a, a more uh, aligned energy for you if the female was more submissive? Well, I think that's kind of a loaded word. Um... Well, not sexual, I mean, submissive, not in a form of like, you know, you know, she's like doing everything for you, but. Do you mean passive? I, I mean, passive. So, I mean, is it kind <laughs> nobody of wants almost... a passive woman. We want an assertive woman. I'm we people want assertive people. I mean, some do, but there are some <laughs> men out there who do want to a passive more submissive woman and that's their preference and there's that's like there's nothing wrong with that if that's what the woman wants and that's what he wants there's nothing wrong with that but if yeah i mean i have i feel like anyone can have whatever they want so i'm just asking like since you do display more of an alpha energy is it nicer when you have a cheerleader let's per se on your shoulder versus someone saying i can do it better than he can watch me Gosh, I think I hate to admit this, but <laughs> I think I do work better with someone that is um, a cheerleader, that's mm-hmm. supportive, that um, is is on my side and not somebody that's competing with me. Yeah. I mean, if we are both trying to catch the biggest fish, well, maybe one of us is not going to be happy at the end of that competition. Yeah, and that's not a dynamic um, I want to go into the evening with. Um, yeah, you know I enjoy that kind of more loving and supportive, and maybe she can shine in some areas and I can shine in others. Mm-hmm. But I think that direct competition, I and I'm an incredibly competitive man, and yeah. I have never entered a competition in my life. I, I mean, and I think there's absolutely uh, nothing wrong with that as long as you find a, I, I feel as long as you find a partner that agrees with you and wants to support you. I've had female friends in the past. This is not all females. I'm not speaking for all women. I'm not speaking for all men. But I do have female friends where they prefer a strong head of the household, a man that makes all the decisions. And all she has to do is support his ambitions, his dreams, give him a family, be there for him. Well, I wouldn't go that far. Let me pull back a little bit. 
because I don't want to directly compete with her. I don't okay. want to have a foot race or a tug of war. Got and it. One of us being very unhappy at the end of that. Yeah, got it. But on the same hand, I want her to be strong and independent. Okay. I want her to know that she's fully supported and that I have her back no matter what. Ah. And so I love strong, independent women that know what they're about and they know what they want and they know how to go get that. Okay, so let's clarify because... I don't know about you, Kanan, but I'm confused. <laughs> so <laughs> let's just clarify. Strong and independent in her career or strong and independent her personality, because there is a difference. If she has, say, for example, she is an entrepreneur. She's not competing in your same field. She's not in law by any means. But say, for example, she is an entrepreneur and she's very ambitious and she's getting calls all the time to do book signings and to go on tour places and whatever it is. Is I that okay for phenomenal. you? I think that's great. I would love to be in a relationship with someone who knows what they're about and what they like. And I can step back and I don't need her time. If she needs her time, you know, tell me what role you want me to play in your life. And I will play that. But be clear about your expectations because I am not a mind reader. Don't play one on television. (laughs) (laughs) And my psychic hat, I don't know where I put it because I think it's lost forever. (laughs) (laughs) So tell me exactly what you want. I would be so grateful to tell me what your expectations are. Tell me how you want me to act. How should I dress? Why do I have a feeling you have had a lot of women who have not communicated with you? (laughs) (laughs) Because I feel like no one knows how to communicate, which is a possibility. So see, that's the bad side of the passive, the submissive that you're describing. It's like, no, tell me, tell me what I'm doing that irritates the crap out of me. Tell me what, do I need to shut my cell phone off? I mean, I should do that anyway and pay complete attention with you, that's fine. Let me know what your expectation, I can meet that expectation. But if it's an unsaid expectation, it will probably be an unmet. So then she should always, A, speak up for herself. Because like, even though we're saying everything that we're saying, communication at the end of the day is still the most important thing. And you can't make anyone happy if you don't know what they want, regardless of whatever it is that will make them happy. Yeah, I I, I need to know. I mean, don't, don't make me guess. I'm a horrible guesser. Even if she's intimidated by you a little, which she shouldn't be. But even in those moments where she feels intimidated, should she still share what is on her mind? I mean, the answers probably should will be yes, but you know, sometimes we get scared and we're like, oh, I, I want to impress him or I want to impress her so much. I don't want to upset them or offend them with what I'm feeling in this moment. Even when they're fighting those feelings, you still want them to share what they're feeling. I, I, I do. And I, I, I hope that I create a warm and loving space and listen to what she has to say. 
and and that those words resonate in me and that I, I can hear them and I can feel them. Share with me what you're feeling. Share with me that you're anxious. Share with me that you're upset. I mean, emotions are always true. Yeah. Listen to your heart, listen to your soul, because it's, it's not going to lie to you. I mean, it, it may feel a certain way, but if you can share that with your partner and, and, um, then they can understand. But if, if it goes unsaid, well, do I smell bad? Um, (laughs) what's happening? And and I got to guess, what did I do wrong? Mm -hmm. And if I've got to guess, oh man, I'm going to probably get. Yeah. Well, I think something, yeah, you shouldn't. And Andrea, would you agree or disagree that a lot of people do have the mental battles that they go through even when they're dating? Oh, absolutely. You know, we've talked about this multiple times about communication and I can't express it enough and how important it is to have assertive communication and empathetic listening skills. Mm-hmm. Yet people, I hear people all the time say, yeah, yeah, I got those. I'm like, no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> It's not easy. It's not easy. Even for someone like me, who's very well versed in those, I still struggle sometimes. And I can recognize in those moments where I'm just like, ah, this shit is coming out of my mouth and it shouldn't be, but you know what it is. I'm going to own it and I'm going to have to fess up to it later, but it just is what it is. Yeah. You should never apologize for how you feel at the end of the day, because you apologize for how you feel. You apologize for who you are and you should never apologize for who you are. (laughs) So with the pressures of your career and your daily life, um, you mentioned just a moment ago that you may need to like leave your cell phone by itself. Are you able to completely find ways to check out and be in the moment when you're on these dates? Like, do you feel that the dates have to be almost extravagant in a way where it forces you to like be out of your work life or are you able to easily check out and just focus on what's going on? That's a great question. And I've done a few things that really helped me be more in the moment. Mm -hmm. My life is more satisfying because I tend to not do distractions. I have a, an iWatch and an iPhone. I've turned off all notifications. Mm, I've done the same thing. Because it allows me more to be in the moment. I turn my ringer off my phone. So it maybe it'll vibrate. So I will look at my phone if somebody's giving me a call. But other than that, all the other distractions are off. And and so yeah, that is a plus side of being extroverted. Mm-hmm. I want to fully live in the moment. I want to fully express myself. I fully want to hear what she has to say. And, and see things from her eyes. And when she can share with me, you know, those passions and that love and what she's about, ah, I feel like she's sharing her soul with me. And that's the most beautiful thing. Yeah. That's that an sparkle. important thing that you've recognized is to 
you know, especially with the Apple Watch nowadays, I don't even wear mine on dates anymore because I know that if I feel it vibrate, I'm going to not look at it, but I'm going to be curious to why it did that. And then I'm going to miss something and it's going to pop me out of that moment of being completely present with that other person. So I, Billy, you can't do this, but I can just wear a bracelet in its place. Something that does nothing. (laughs) I mean, you could. (laughs) I don't think it's your style, but you know. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Do you think that the breadwinner of the relationship should have control over the decision making? No, I think that I think that decisions should be mutual. Um that two heads are better than one and 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 a beautiful head often thinks better than a strong head and so i i love to hear dissent i think it helps me form better reasoned uh, opinions um and and i i can share it's like okay let's i'll pick this trip you pick the next one or Tell me what what is your idea of an amazing trip, and then let's make that happen. And the next one, I can do that. And it's like, yeah. okay, I got this neat idea. And if she goes, I'm not going on a sailboat with you. It's like, okay, well, I'll pick another thing that I love to do. I have a bucket list that is at least a hundred uh, travel trips deep that I want to check off. Mm-hmm. And if that doesn't work, I mean, I can invent something else that hopefully will satisfy both of us. Would you ever completely change yourself in any way though? If you meet someone that you're really attracted to and you have a spark with, but let's say she hates travel, but she loves to shop and she loves the nightlife and going to Vegas and doing things in, let's say downtown slow, or even in Los Angeles, could you see yourself putting some of that aside for a good spark? Yes and no. Um, yes, I love to go to Vegas too. I love the nightlife. I love dance. I love live music. I love going to clubs. I love trying new things. Mm -hmm. Um, shopping isn't always one of mine. I think maybe that's something better that she can share with other friends. Mm -hmm. Or that could be a time where I go hit the tables or Mm -hmm. go get a massage, get a facial. Mm Uh, go get my hair cut, uh, go for a long walk, go check out an exhibit that I like. And and so she can do those things that she really loves. Mm-hmm. We can share some of the things that we have commonality about. Do you appreciate beauty? Someone that spends a lot of time pampering themselves, working out at the gym, doing things to enhance their physical appearance? Like, is that important or uh, whatever? No, it's important. Okay. It's it's important. And it's important for me to look my best. It's important mm-hmm. for me to um, do my best. It's important that I'm perceived as um, stylish, mm-hmm. influential. It's important for me because I, I, I want to be a leader. I want to be an influencer. And I mm-hmm. want to be a positive influence. And mm-hmm. I... I, I 
I want those positive influences. I want her to be a positive. Yeah. Do you ever find yourself get ever in the past getting jealous when you're with someone like this that may be a head turner? And even though you're successful and you have everything going for yourself, but she is an absolute head turner. How would you do I think jealous is a cancer. Uh, That's a good thought. And um, jealousy is is corrosive. Mm -hmm. It's something that has to be removed. And um, if it's not removed, it's going to create problems. Mm -hmm. I'm with someone because I choose to be with them. Mm -hmm. They're with me because they choose to be with me. If they choose not to be with me, that's fine too. Yeah. I think guys misunderstand jealousy to a certain degree. (laughs) What do you mean? Jealousy is an emotion. It's what you do with your jealousy is the problem. If you are a jealous person and you lose your shit all the time because of it, or you whine and complain, that's Mm -hmm. one thing. It's not okay. But if you feel jealous, say you're out with your girlfriend mm-hmm. and she's beautiful and people are giving her a lot of attention and you're feeling a little jealous because this good looking dude who might be a little younger starts talking to her and he's making her laugh because we all know we've all been in that situation. Oh, yeah. And you're feeling a little twinge of jealousy but it's what you do with that. Do you own it in the moment and just say, you know what? I feel a little jealous. It's cool because you know what, dude? She is coming home with me tonight. Have fun making her laugh. Do you know what I mean? Like there's there's a difference. So it's okay to feel a little bit of jealousy occasionally. It doesn't mean anything. It just means you have the emotional capacity to hold that space and move forward. Right, as opposed to going over there and punching the guy. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> that would be a bad reaction. That would be a so terrible sure. reaction. <laughs> 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 well, there's this there's this myth about successful men, and I feel like with this episode, you've kind of debunked <laughs> some of that, where all successful men want to be in full control all the time. Um, they, the woman or the mate, whoever has to be top notch, you know, grade A level. Um, there's no room for failure. There's no room for, for uh, lack of class, I guess you would say. But in this conversation with you, you basically said to us, you know, none of that is really important. What's important is communication and knowing that she has some passion behind those eyes. Absolutely. I think that, you know, having <clears throat> room in your life and, and room in your heart and, and the desire to get out there and create beauty and create wonderful things in your life and add to others people's lives is, is, is really important. And I want to add something to her life. I want to be a joy to her. I want her to smile every time she sees me. Yeah. And, um, you know, I want a woman that's going to light up the room because I walked into it. And I want to be that kind of man that, that makes her smile every time she sees me, every time she thinks about me. And I want that in my life, too. I want to smile because, wow, I got to see her picture. Mm-hmm. I got to think about her. And uh, when we're apart, she'll warm my heart. Yeah. 
So for the single ladies that are listening, that are living in your area right now, if by any chance they've ever seen you at the grocery store or at a farmer's market or out just walking about in town and they've ever been intimidated before, it says, man, he's a sharp looking guy. I would love to get to know him. Are you welcoming those ladies to come up to you and say, hi, I am fill in the blank. I, I would be so complimented. Um, and I would just, I'd love to, to get to know people. I love meeting people. And um, I, I would love to, to get to know people and uh, to introduce myself. And uh, there's just so many amazing people. And the longer I'm around and the more I'm here, I'm just blown away with the, the, the people that I've gotten to know. And, you know, you think certain things about people, but when you start to get to know them, those, those preconceived notions start washing away. Mm-hmm. And there's so many amazing people, especially here on the Central Coast. Yeah. Um, and I love their stories. I love listening to people. I love learning about them. Love to hear their stories. So, yes, I would invite people, come up and say, hi, Bill, you know. I, I love seeing you and, and hey, what did you think about that great show that you were on? Because you guys are bringing an amazing show and, and a great service to folks. And Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. With that said, <laughs> for any of you ladies who are listening and are thinking, oh, my God, I need to find me one of them. He is available. You can connect with him. Just email us and we will forward on your information. You can email us at datesmartersexier at gmail.com. Bill, thank you. Thank you so much for doing this. We really appreciate you being on with us today. Um, And to all of our listeners, until next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Date Smarter, Sexier podcast, where dating doesn't just stop because you're in a relationship. To have a happy and healthy relationship, we need to continue to put in the effort. For more information and a free consultation from me, please visit andrealarosacoaching.com. Until next time.